Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Praise God. I want to direct your attention today to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 33. Deuteronomy chapter 33, and we are uh, picking up a blessing statement for Moses to the children of Israel. And he pronounces a blessing upon Judah. This is what it says. And this is the blessing of Judah. This is the blessing of Judah. And he said, hear, Lord, the voice of Judah. And bring him unto his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him. And be thou a help to him from his enemies. I want to talk to you this morning on this thought. The blessing of Judah. God's plan for your victory. The blessing of Judah. God's plan for your victory. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity to worship you. Lord, it has been different. Lord, our our normal had been totally disrupted father but we pray as we move forward that we would create lord jesus a greater normal with greater passion greater intensity lord we will return dear god together in a few days lord and as we do return together we're going to come back lord with shouting and rejoicing lord we're going to come back together praising your name just as we have in our homes just as we have in our cars just as we have lord in our our trucks as some have driven around the country lord i pray god today for revival fire to burn brightly here at MPC in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. So thankful for the presence of the Lord. You can be seated if you're standing or you just keep on standing. Just just preach with the preacher today. I trust that it has been a learning process to to say amen in your home. To raise your hands in your home. Amen. Amen. Let us not lose that. Let's not lose that when we, when we get uh, into, back into our, our, our sanctuary together. Let's just be wherever we are. Amen. I want to talk to you today about the blessing of Judah, God's plan for your victory. The blessing of Judah, God's plan for your victory. If you haven't noticed, or you're living on Mars... Are you living somewhere in a bubble wrap world? In case you didn't know, the battle is on. It's here, right here, right now. The struggle is not pretend, it is real. The battle is raging in all fronts. It rages in different locations in different ways. But the intense battlefront is in our mind. That's where the conflict for control truly is right now. The battle that I'm speaking about is the battle over dominion in your life, over dominion and authority in your life. It is a battle to submit us to servitude to the enemy of our soul. It's not about a battle for countries. It's not a battle of borders or political uh, positions. It's not a battle for a disease or a virus. It's not a battle about quarantine. It's a, those things, we, we face all the different issues 
related to that. But really, the battle is over the soul of man, woman, boy, and girl. It is a battle for spiritual supremacy. It is a battle that is indeed a spiritual battle that arises in a natural way. It is good versus evil. It is right versus wrong. It is iniquity versus righteousness. It is heaven against hell, wickedness against righteousness. In the mind is where the torment begins to come. It is where our peace finds its attack. It is the conflict that is not new. It is a conflict of the ages. Satan's first attack on humanity came in the garden when he tricked Eve by seducing her mind. Seducing her mind. The adversary of your soul doesn't like you. Let me be very plain. There are some that that don't believe in the devil, don't believe in Satan, don't believe in, in all that kind of junk. Well, they're still having a battle anyway. But the adversary of your soul does not like you. Hell wants you to fail at your purpose. Hell wants you to give up at your purpose. Hell wants you to give in, give over, to be worn out, to to be upset, to be uh, fretting, to find some way to cope. Uh, There are so many people today that drugs is no longer about recreation. It is rather about coping. So they find some kind of drug from a child, from uh, teenagers, finding ways to cope with opiates, finding a way to cope with, with other kinds of drugs. Why? It's because the battle is raging in the mind. The prophet Daniel states that the Antichrist spirit shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. How does he wear out the saints of God? By the mind. By waging war in our thoughts. Amen. Because everything is about how you think and what you think on and what is the foundation of your thinking. Paul described two minds. He said you can either be carnally minded or you can be spiritually minded. To be carnally minded is leading to death. To be carnally minded is going to lead to destruction. The spiritual mind, on the other hand, leads to victory. There's a no-brainer there. If you want victory in your life, seek to be spiritual in your mind. If you want defeat, seek to be carnal. Amen. The enemy wins when we establish a carnal pattern that is rooted in his way of thinking rather than God's. When we think with a carnal mind, we cultivate unsanctified attitudes and thoughts and actions. And we fail to deal with the darkness that comes into our thought life, then strongholds are built up that is the attack that is happening today the enemy of our soul uses thinking patterns to gain access and influence into our lives the focal point is between your ears today romans chapter 8 and verse 7 paul says because the carnal mind is enmity against god the carnal mind is hostile it's an enemy against my against god for it is not subject listen to the law of god to the word of god it is not subject to the ways of god to the thoughts of God and it cannot be. So the enemy wants very much to take your mind and rage war in your mind so that you can build have strongholds that that block you from God's blessings, that stop you from your victory. Amen. Now let me let me talk a little bit about where the battle begins. The battle that we face today started in the heavenlies. 
It started when pride entered the heart of Lucifer, the anointed cherub that covereth, Ezekiel tells us about. This angelic being was the worship leader of heaven's praise team, if you please. Lucifer was, was the worshiping angel. Inside of him was music. He was beautiful being, and inside of him was worship. We often picture this prowling predator as a hideous, sin-spreading, uh, uh, soul-destroying, pitchfork-yielding, red-suited devil. But he is something, something completely different than that. Uh, he was known in the beginning for his resplendent beauty. Lucifer was designed to emanate the glory of God for the writer declares every precious stone was his covering red rubies radiant topaz and the sparkling diamond the crystal clear beryl and the polished onyx and the uh, variegated pattern of the jaspers and the brilliant blue sapphire and the green emeralds and the deep red carbuncle and gold that's how he has described this being amen ezekiel writes and says that was perfect in ezekiel 28 and 15 that was perfect Mm. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. This being of great beauty, this being that was known as perfect from the day he was made, he lost that when iniquity and pride got into his heart. When pride got into his heart, amen, it kicked him out of his position. You talk about the first one ever been sit down off the platform? He not only got set down, he got sent down. Jesus stated, I saw Satan kicked out of heaven. So he was, he was kicked out of heaven. One passage puts him in the Garden of Eden. The one passage step talks about him being in earth. So God judged him by putting him in a place that Genesis begins describing as without form and void. Wherever hell resides, wherever sin resides, I don't care how beautiful he paints it. I don't care how resplendent and glorious it is. Amen. Man, darkness resides, chaos resides, empty resides, voids resides. And so God had him quarantine, if you please, into a realm, a territory of darkness. But God had a plan. Look at Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Satan cannot create anything. He's just darkness. Amen. But God can create light. So he created light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night and the evening the morning were the first day. So God starts creating, and he's got another plan, a plan of action for his purpose to be demonstrated. So God makes man. He creates Adam. He makes man. He makes mankind. The Bible says that man was made a little lower than the angels, a little lower than the angels. God created an inferior being called Adam that was inferior to Satan and the angels. He made an inferior being. Man was created in the image and likeness of God to be designed to worship God and to serve God and to perpetrate God's glory and present God's glory by design and also by choice. 
Hallelujah. God would show the devil that he would have a being who would worship him by choice. Amen. Not out of creation obligation, but rather out of a determination of their own will. God said, I'm going to create a being that's lower than you, and I am going to have a plan to show you, devil. <laughs> I've got some worshipers. I've got some praisers. I've got some people that's going to lift up their hands. Not out of obligation, but out of choice. Dr. Tony Evans put it this way. He said, God's plan was to create the lesser man to demonstrate to the greater angels that a lesser being dependent upon God is greater than a greater being acting independently from God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if that statement is true, which I believe it's in keeping with the word of God, you and I who are made a little lower than the angels, hallelujah, are better than the angels when we obey God. We throw back in the face of the enemy Amen. And we shout back in the face of the enemy and we defeat the enemy when we obey God out of our free will. Whatever his word says, when we obey his word, when we declare his word, oh, praise be to God. Hallelujah. I just had a, I just had a thought. I wonder what it would be like to be preaching here today and there'd be no room anywhere but just seated with people. Filling this building, filling our temporary place up with everybody lifting up their hands. I've got a revelation. Pardon me just a little bit there. Whew. The conflict we find ourselves in today is as old as time. It was designed by God to reveal his glory in a place called earth, the battle zone. The Bible tells us that the angels were present and watching at creation. So that means both good and bad angels were watching God and wondering as he was creating. We find that when it came to man, I'm sure that their eyes begin to bug out. They begin to see something they've never seen before. God said in Genesis 1:26, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So what God did is he let the angels witness his creation, everything he made, and then he made man and he said, man, you're running this show. I've given you dominion. Can you imagine what that did in the mind of Satan? Whatever his territory was that was without void and dark, wherever he was, God comes in and takes that crazy chaos and he brings light to it and he creates things and he makes this being that's lesser than you. If, 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 if Satan had a, a pride issue with God, don't you think he had a big pride issue with man? And God said, okay, Devil, I'm going to make something in your crazy territory, and I'm going to create it. I'm going to make it good. Day after day, he saw it, and it was good. Day after day, it was good. Genesis 1:27. so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them, and blessed them, and said unto them, be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth. Subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. All right, devil, here's your challenge. I've got man who is inferior to 
to you who is lesser than you, but I'm going to give him a way to be over you. Man, I, I, shout somebody. <laughs> Man and woman, you're going to be blessed in the territory that was once the haunt of hell. It was once where the unrighteous hordes had everything going for them. Where there was darkness, now God has light. Where there was chaos, now God has order. It's called family. It's called worship. It's called God walking with them in the cool of the day. Oh, yes, man is going to be in charge. No wonder Satan hates you. No wonder Satan hates me. He cannot have a lesser being moving into his territory and taking over. Hmm. He then disguises himself with this, 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 as a creature of great illumination and attacks Eve. Where does he attack her? Where does he come at her? In her thinking, in, the, in twisting God's word for her to see the tree of knowledge, good and evil, in a whole different way. She saw it every day. She saw its beauty every day. She saw that it was good for fruit every day. She saw that it was desired to make one wise every day. But what she didn't, what she did see, she saw it through God's opinion. She saw it through God's word. But when Satan came, <laughs> he began to twist it around so that she saw it through his perspective. That's what the battle is today, is to take what God wants in your life, the obedience that God wants in your life, uh, the will that God has for you, the purpose God has for you, and makes it want to twist it around to where you're seeing it, not from his word, not from his way, not from his will, but that of the devil can I tell you he will paint an entirely different picture in your head Satan's attack on your mind is to circumvent your situations your crisis your troubles and dilemmas and relationship from circumventing them from seeing them God's way and rather his way He'll paint it a beautiful picture. Look at this. Look at this fruit. This is, I don't know. Am I in the shot? Am I in the shot? All right. That looks so good. I've saw it every day. But when you begin to see it through the eyes of the enemy, it begins to look at something very different. All of a sudden, she opened up her heart. And this, that was the lesser, gave way to that which was the greater. And so it seemed like that God's plan was circumvented. I'll show you, God. I'll tempt them. But what he didn't realize is the same one that could choose to eat the tree is the same one that can choose to follow God in spite of sin. That's even more powerful when you consider. We wrestle not against flesh and blood today. The warfare that we have is spiritual. The warfare that we have is spiritual. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness under him. Neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet himself he judgeth of judge of no man for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of Christ that's your victory today it's making sure you're thinking and, and realizing and viewing things in your mind from the standpoint of Christ 
Hell opposes everything God is trying to do in your life. Hell is against this. Everything. He opposes your peace. He oppo it's not that thing. It's not that situation. It's hell working on your mind. It, he opposes our joy. It's not that thing. It's not that person that you think is sapping your joy. It's the enemy working on your mind. He opposes our, our prayer. He opposes our worship. He opposes our family. He opposes our church. He wants you to make think make you to think differently about the church make you think differently about the word of God amen but oh I want to tell you today there is a plan there is a plan for your victory there is a way you can win this battle in your mind let me present you to a guy by the name of Judah. The name of Judah was given to Jacob's fourth son in memory of his mother's grateful utterance of praise to God when her child was given to her. She said, name him praise. That's what Judah means. Name him praise. Judah uh, uh, just mentioned his name and most people that have been around church for any length of time realize that you're referring to worshiping and praising God. So here is the blessing that Moses pronounces a Upon the tribe of praise for the blessing of worship. <laughs> Can I read it that way? For the blessing of worship, Lord, would you hear his voice? Woo! <laughs> hallelujah. I'll just say, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Lord, would you hear your praiser's voice today? Lord, would you hear Judah's voice today? Lord, would you hear my songs of worship? Lord, this is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. I fight my battle by claiming the word of God for me. This is the blessing of worshipers. Lord, would you hear his voice and let his hands be sufficient for him? The blessing of Judah is your key to winning the victory in your mind. The victory is within your reach. It's just simply opening your mouth and lifting your hands. Opening your mouth and lifting your hands. That's your victory today. I know it sounds simple. I know it sounds like it won't change one thing. But I guarantee you on the authority of God's word as I'll show you some more. Amen. If you'll learn this, the blessing of Judah is your key to victory. Praise Worship has a victory connection. I'm not talking about hype. I'm not talking about emotional. I'm not just talking about passion. I'm talking about heartfelt, believing, speaking, praise. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, I worship you. Lord, I lift your name. More than just song that we see on the screen. More than just something that we, we listen to or something that we declare with our hands halfway into it. Amen. But it's, it's, it's a heartfelt belief that victory is in my voice. Do you understand that today? Victory is in your voice. Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah and bring him to his people. Let him have his purpose, O oh God, with the voice of Judah. Let me shoot to you some psalms that declare this. Psalm 66 and 8. Oh, bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. To make his, oh, I'm not talking about just some mental ascent. Amen. Devil can't read your your mind so you need to talk to him how do you talk to him by talking to God Lord I believe you Lord I trust you I choose you I choose to follow you 
So make the voice of his praise to be heard. Psalm 109 and 30, I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Mouth. Open up and declare it. Hallelujah. Psalm 149 and 6, let the high praises of their God be in their mind. No, in their mouth. Hallelujah. Yes, it's got to be in your mind before it gets to your mouth, but it's got to get out. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. What is that? That's the blessing of Judah. That's the blessing of a worshiper. That's the blessing of a praiser. The high praise of God in my mouth and a sword in my hand. Follow Judah in their tribes, escapades, and battles, you'll find some interesting things. Second Chronicles chapter 13 and verse 14 shows us that they did it naturally, we do it spiritually. And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. Judah was surrounded by the battle. Woo. Have you felt that way? Have you felt that way in about a month and a half or so? <laughs> surrounded by the battle before and behind. And they cried unto the Lord, and the priests sounded with the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout. And as the men of Judah shouted, as the men of Judah shouted, it came to pass that God smote Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. When they shouted, God gave them the victory. When they opened their mouth, God, some of you have learned to worship in your house. Don't stop, amen, because that's your victory. You need to walk through your house raising your hands and hallelujah, praise God. Shout victory right where you are. Why? Because the battle is in your mind and the devil wants you to feel defeated. You need to throw it back to him and say, hey, I may be lesser, but I'm made in the image of God and I get to choose. I wasn't just created to be a robot. I get to choose. I get to choose. So I choose. Hallelujah. I choose. Thank you, Jesus. I choose the blessing of Judah. The writer of Hebrews puts it in this vein, in this thought, 13 and 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise of, to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips. The fruit of our lips. Victory is determined by your voice. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Oh, this is the blessing of Judah. Amen. That, that his voice the Lord would hear. The blessing of Judah is not just his voice, but also in his hands. He says, let his hands be sufficient for him. Let his hands, his hands here speak of warring hands, contending hands. Let his hands be sufficient for the victory. Lord, will you help his hands to win? Amen. To help him with his enemies. Lord, would you help him? Judah means praise. Judah comes from the Hebrew word yada, Y-A-D-A-H. And it literally means to use the hands physically to express reverence and worship by extending them. 
Hallelujah. Come on in here. Help me. Help me. Help me. Extend them out like this. That's our worship. That's our worship. Yada and Judah. That's our Judah. Our hands are up with our palms extended toward heaven. It means to hold your hands, to shoot it out in praise. To th- it's also referenced to throwing an arrow or a stone at something. Amen. Why not we shoot our praise, lift our hands, and say, I'm, pr- I'm taking and claiming the blessing of Judah. I'm claiming the blessing of Judah in my family. I claim the blessing of Judah in my home. I claim the blessing of Judah in my mind today. There are some Hebrew rabbis that believe this is the way Judah, the tribe of Judah, went to battle. Whoa! Praise Jehovah! Praise Jehovah! Praise Jehovah! Sounds good. Judah, praisers, humanity, made by God to be a voice of praise by choice. It's time to lift up your voice and lift up your hands and praise God and claim the blessing of Judah. The Bible says in Judges, or rather Psalm chapter 60 and verse 7, Judah is my lawgiver. Judah is my lawgiver. We need to remind the outlaw who takes the law and perverts the law, who takes the word and perverts the word, that praise and worship is my lawgiver. It's connected to truth. It's connected to righteousness. Jesus told the woman, he said that the hour comes and now is that those that will be true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. It's not just hype. It's not just flesh. It's not just pump and prime. It's truth. It's truth. Remember this. Satan is subject to the word of God. And the word of God said you have authority. So the greater is subject to the lesser by the word of the lawgiver. I take that for what it is today. We need to understand that Judah ought to be the first attitude and the first blessing. We ought to claim that today. In number seven and 12, it says, and he that offered his, ble- his, he that offered his offering the first day was Nashon, the son of Amminadab of the tribe of Judah. Praisers are usually the first ones start being givers. They'll bring their offering because they know it's a part of how I beat the devil. I come with my tithes and offering, not because I have to or obligated, because this is how I fight my devil. This is how I win the battle. This is how I overcome. Amen. Why don't you come back on the 24th or uh, come back next Sunday? Next Sunday, coming back here in our drive up service. Amen. Why don't you come shouting? Why don't you come praising God? Why don't you come worshiping? Let that be your first thought. Let it be your first thought. Let it be your first thought. Throw the devil a curve. Amen. Put your foot on him in your mind. How do you do that? By praising God first. Judges 1 and verse 1. Now after the death of Joshua came to pass. After the death of Joshua. Trauma. Leadership transition. After it came to pass after the death of Joshua. That the children of Israel asked the Lord saying. Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first. To fight against them. And the Lord said. Judah shall go up. Judah, I, listen to what it says, I have delivered the land into his hand. Somebody let it sink just for a minute. 
I've already given Judah what he has that's for him. Even if he's not stepped one foot on it, I have given him the land. It's in his hand. So if my hands go up, my victory is in my hand. Uh, uh, let me let me just let me just share with you a little bit a little bit more about Judah. Judah chapter four, uh, Genesis rather chapter forty nine and verse eight. Genesis 49 and 8. Judah, thou art whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp from the prey, my son. Thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion, as an old lion who shall rouse him up. The scepter shall not depart from Judah nor lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of his people or the gathering of the people be. Remember the blessing was to bring Judah and his people together. Mm. Mm. Folks, you don't want to mess with Judah. You don't want to mess with a true praiser and a true worshiper. Praise is not meant to just make you feel good. It's not about, oh, I feel good, so I'll praise. It's whether I praise, whether I feel good or I don't feel good. Praise is not just about your emotion. It's about the battle that you're in. Judah, your hand is going to be about your neck. Judah, you are going to be like a lion. Matter of fact, the insignia of the tribe of Judah is a lion, a ferocious lion if you please a warring lion if you please but also a worshiping lion Judah is a young lion's whelp a young lion is full of zeal and strength amen the Lord said that haven't you heard out of the mouth of babes and suckling God has perfected praise yes give me some young worshipers give me some young worshipers give us some young teenagers that'll put their passion amen and their strength into worshiping God that can jump all day long if they had to. Amen. Oh God, give us some young worshipers that'll know the blessing of Judah even when they're battling in their mind. Amen. Why don't you begin to praise the Lord? It's not about how you feel. Amen. It's about what the word says. We need some young worshipers like a lion's whelp full of zeal and strength that'll praise the Lord. We need as he says, a couched lion. A couched lion is just what you think. It's a couched lion. It's a lion at rest. It's a lion, must have a big purr. <laughs> just resting, resting. There are seasons of your life when you're going to have to be like a young lion and run and hoop and holler and jump. Then there's seasons where you can rest and worship at the same time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you, the one you don't want to mess with is the old lion. That one that's fought some devils. That one that's been through some things. That one that has been serving God for years. That one that knows what it is to win some battles. And the scripture says, and the old lion, who's going to rouse him up? The old lion, the king of the beast. You just don't mess with those. Devil is so, sometimes you're dumb, devil. You're dumb. You keep coming out of our minds. I'm going to keep coming back to you with hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I've been through it before. I'm going to be through this again. Hallelujah. Let us have a heart of King David, who was of the tribe of Judah, the heart of King David that said in Psalm 71 and 14, I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more. 
more and more. Hallelujah. Not less and less. Oh, throw me a curveball. Let there have be relationship issues. Let there be crisis in my life. Let me face a disease. Let me face a quarantine. Let me face a coronavirus. I'm going to tell you what happens, devil. What happens is instead of me praising less and less, I'm going to praise more and more. I'm going to shout more and more. I'm going to praise God more and more. Hallelujah. The ones who praise God are the ones who desire to praise him continually more and more. You've learned that you've overcome him. This is how we overcome Satan. This is how we overcome our own flesh. This is how we overcome the world and its mentality and its system. Amen. David, as a lad in harp in hand, sung the songs of worship and praise to the chief shepherd of his soul. As a musician, he sang songs of praise that soothed the heart of the demonically harassed King Saul. As as a young man, a man, he was exiled, yet he made the rocky hideaways of Abdulam and in Gedi echo with the praise to his Jehovah. As a zealous lover of Jehovah, he danced before the ark with all of his might. Amen. Hear a man that cries, I'll praise him more and more. Micah, uh, you laughed at me. Uh, my wife, Mike, you laughed at me. You made fun of me and said that I showed out dancing in front of the ark. You wait. Next time I'll do even more. Next time I'll act even worse. In the heyday of his prosperity, he worshiped. In the dark hours of his adversity, he worshiped. When his strength was strong, he worshiped. When his strength was failing, he worshiped. When he Succeeded, he worshiped. When he failed, he worshiped. When his enemies spoke against him, he praised God. When they conspired to destroy him, he praised God. When troubles and afflictions were multiplied, David said, I will praise God more and more, more and more. Amen. When you lift up your hands towards the Lord and you lift up your voice towards the Lord, you are demonstrating your will. You are demonstrating that your decision is, I don't care about what I'm in. I don't care about what I'm facing. I choose to worship God. And when you do that, friend, you compete and you come, uh, come against the enemy to destroy him in your own mind. Judah, if you'll do what you're supposed to do, be what you're supposed to be, there's a blessing coming upon you. And it's your key to the victory in your life. Going to Revelation 5 and 5. Y'all come to the music. Revelation 5 and 5. One of the elders saith unto me, speaking to John, speaking to John, weep not. John was looking for someone that could open the book and loose the seals. Weep not. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed. Where's that scripture that says that Jesus destroyed the works of the devil? He destroyed them. He prevailed. Adam until Christ had to do things by either word of mouth or by law. And they failed miserably. Jesus came and said, I'm taking everything you stole from man in the garden back. So now every one of us can prevail. 
Every one of us can overcome. Every one of us can overcome. How are we going to do it? By the blessing that is pronounced on praisers. The blessing that is pronounced on praisers. Right now, right where you are, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. If you're driving, keep your hand on the wheel. Let your family watch with you. That's okay. But we need somebody right now to say, I receive what pastor talk about. I receive what pastor talk about. I receive it. I am going to take a hold of the blessing and the promise of praisers. That if I'll lift my voice, if I will lift my hands, I'm going to overcome. I will win this battle in my mind. I'll do it every day. I'll do it more and more, not less and less. I want more worship. I want more praise. Hallelujah. Praise in God's house. Praise in the sanctuary of your home. Praise Him in your car. Praise Him on your job. Praise the Lord. Choose to be a child of Judah. Oh, the lion of the tribe of Judah, we worship you today. You made a way, dear God, that we may have this victory. Lord, you made a way that we may have this victory. And we are so blessed. We are so blessed. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed in our homes. We're blessed, oh God, on our jobs. We're blessed in our, our storehouse. We're blessed, oh God, at any level that we need. We're blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed. It is the blessing of Judah I claim today. Come on, let's praise Him. They're going to be ready to sing and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I choose to be a worshiper today. Lord, I choose to be a praiser today. Lord, I choose to be a worshiper. I choose to praise you today. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Saturday.